Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast, your weekly video game podcast about video games. Done that statement. I'm Ben. With me here today is Dave, who just cracked open an ice cold Diet Coke as we were starting the show. I heard it through my headphones. What's up, Dave? Yeah, I, it's uh, it's my zesty beverage for the evening. Um, I was showing Brandon. It's got our uh, English and French on it, and uh, that's, oh. that's something new to, you, to all y'all. I am also drinking a Diet Coke, but I'm drinking it out of a can, and while you're drinking it out of a bottle, does that make you more distinguished than me or less? The French I think so. Does. Yeah, I think French does. Yeah, it's the French is fancy, and then uh, the fact that I've got more than you do makes me um, slightly more important. That's just how it should be. So yeah, I think that's how history like has always gone. If you have more than someone else, you're better than them. Right. Yeah. Also, the, the the first two sips of the Diet Coke hit like no other sip of that exact Diet Coke does, whether it be a can or a bottle. It's got to be cold though. Mm. If it's warm, it ain't the same. But the super cold Diet Coke, those first couple sips, ooh-wee. Now, Brandon, also with us here today is Brandon. Brandon, I have been with you on many trips. Yes. Uh, I've also been playing games with you late at night. Absolutely. Like right before you're going to bed. Absolutely. I don't go to bed because I'm a madman. That's right. But you will open up a brand new can of Diet Coke. 30 to 60 seconds before you lay your head on the Absolutely. pillow. Absolutely. There's been times... Uh, and not... Just to clarify, you don't finish it. You just have to take a sip or two. No, it's just there. And sometimes that first couple sips is all you need. You never know in the middle of the night when you need that fix. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it is what it is, man. Sometimes caffeine gets you. Sometimes it doesn't. But that DC always hits. And that's what's important about this, uh, Big this story here today. Big time. I am fortunate enough that, uh, or maybe unfortunate enough, I don't know, that caffeine, for whatever reason, if I drink enough caffeine during the day, yeah. it will make me jittery. But it's like a lot of caffeine. Sure. But caffeine has never kept me from falling asleep. And maybe that's because I'm in a chronic state of being tired. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's because something with my body, adrenaline or something is messed up. Sure. But it's just weird because like, it also doesn't wake me up in the morning. Yeah. Which I wish it woke me up, but I'm happy it doesn't keep me up at night. I, I think feel- you I think you really build a tolerance cuz I'm the same like I dr- I will drink a pot of coffee a day over several hours, but right. I make a, a big pot and throw, you know, the morning into the early afternoon I will finish that pot. Um so I think like if you kind of tune your body to expect that it's going to happen, it will kind of not affect you. But there was one, I don't know if I told the story, but I made coffee at my mom's house back in the summer. 
and like she had different spoons and stuff so i didn't know the conversions uh and i accidentally made like a a offensively strong pot of coffee <laughs> yeah and i felt it like really <laughs> badly so i think if you like have way too much then you'll feel it but if you have if you kind of condition yourself to have the same amount every day then even if you have a lot it i don't think it's really gonna bug you so, i also but, don't think that diet coke really has that much caffeine but no um, no yeah I, I would mostly agree with you and my wife at one point because i was telling her like look i i'm just like she doesn't care when i go to bed whatever but she's like i just don't know how you stay up so late i'm like i just don't get tired when i get tired i go to bed generally like when i'm actually feeling like i could go to sleep and she's like well you should stop drinking caffeine and i looked at her and i was like i have not drank a sip of caffeine in two months bam and she's like okay, there's something wrong with you. You need to see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think at my height, um, at one point, I think I got to like two monsters in one day. And that is like That's too rookie much. numbers, man. I had, to, I had to reel it in because if I don't, I will get diminishing returns. And I think I'm in a good spot now. It actually does put pep in my step and that's what I want. I want it to like kickstart my day and that's exactly what it does. I'm something that I've really enjoyed more than the monster because who knows with all the chemicals whatever is the cold brew mm, yeah. really just whoops my ass in the morning whenever i get that black cold brew in me ooh, ooh wee, you better watch out baby no actually last time i was with you guys in boston was the first time i saw those they had like the starbucks glass bottles Mm-hmm. cold brews like we, oh, we didn't yeah. have that here but it was funny after i got back i started to notice that they actually had them in stores but you're, you're right something about cold black coffee just works it just it just does it's not like refreshing or anything but it i, I was just surprised how good it actually was well the yeah. cold brew i this might be a legend i don't know du- our, our producer dustin is sitting in the room maybe he can nod his head to let us know doesn't cold brew have more caffeine in it i think it does yeah. yeah, he says yes. I think it does. And lighter roast means more something. So therefore, I was yeah because yeah. we we're onto something. Guys. Well, because they don't bake the caffeine out of it because right. they don't burn the shit out of the beans. Right. And I think it also there is something to the black though as well, Dave. I agree with you. I feel like whenever you start mixing too much sugar in there, sugar just is not good for energy. It's temporary incredibly temporary so completely eliminating that from the mix really has helped me out significantly yeah big time now before we get into too much else that's like actually about video games this is kind of about video games dave this is a specific bone i have to pick with you and all canadians for that matter uh there is a (laughs) a a promotion for call of duty modern warfare 2 um at burger king but only in specific countries and uh, in the USA, the, the free land that it is, there's probably too much freedom as what it is. They, they don't have it. And it's an operator skin. You know, you're like where you're like wearing a crazy mustache and um, got this shirt from the burger place on it. And it's a promotion only available to Burger King. And you told me you'd get one. And it has been an entire 48 hours since this promotion started in Canada. And I do not have a code in my inbox yet. Dang. Could you explain so- you're your, get ready to feel like an absolute dickhead because no, um, I won't. I won't. so I just to recap <clears throat> ben got all high and mighty in our slack chat about this um ron swanson skin that he needs so bad <laughs> um and i said okay you know I, I i did my research i was at work and I, I looked it up and stuff and i was like okay it starts on november 7th in canada um so as soon as that happens i will i will go and i will i will order burger king i'll pay for it and i'll give you the code I, I didn't can, even I ask can, him to pay for it. Just for the record. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. 
Okay, let me finish. <clears throat> I actually went online at work today. I downloaded the Burger King app. I went on their website. I went on Uber. I went all three places looking for this, and it's still not live. I don't know why. It's Don't get mad at me. I also went on Reddit and did some more research. And in some Canadian markets, for whatever reason, people are getting it. But, you know, I, I did the work. I, I'm still trying, Ben. I'm going to get you your stupid Ron Swanson skin. But Did you uh, physically I, go to a location, Dave? <laughs> come on. I, I mean... I, just, I, I will eventually because you're spending most of your day looking for it to be available on an app. Like, haven't you ever heard of human interaction? <laughs> the po- yeah, I should call them up. Hey, my friend Ben said you guys have Call of Duty skins, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, what- I, I genuinely did look. Um, but and the other thing I want to mention is like, yes, this isn't available in the U.S. It's available in Canada and like 29 other countries. But I would argue that you guys have the better skin because the Jack Links promotion where you get the ghillie scoot. That that is not available in Canada. I think that's actually the U.S. only, and that one is much better than the Ron Swanson Burger King skin. So, well, I disagree with you, but that's okay. But the thing about the Jack Links one is that it may only be available in the U.S., but because it's only available in the U.S. and because you have to like, I think you have to buy multiple packs in order to get it. I think it's a chance. I think it's a chance. Yeah, that's right. It's a chance to get it. People are buying them all up and scalping them. They're scalping oh. beef jerky. Well, no. Um, so here's the thing. Anybody who gets the Little Caesars uh, in America or wherever gets gets a free skin. Anybody who gets a Mountain Dew gets a free skin. Anybody who is in one of these lucky territories in, in Canada uh, where the French roam or any of those 18 or 20 other countries, they can get the Ron Swanson skin. But for whatever reason, Jack Links decided, nah, we're going to make this a scalper's market. And we're going to make it so that you can't look yeah. like Bigfoot in the game. I was going to pay high prices. I and that's fair. I do, ghillie suits do look silly, but it still looks better than the Ron Swanson skin. But I also heard that they had packaged this in a way where, like, the redemption code was a little booklet on the outside of the package. I was going to so, like, say that day. People yes. were actually just going to the stores Scaling and pulling them. up. Yeah, and yeah. but they were. At, you know what they were doing is they were actually putting them back on the package. So then an honest person like Brandon Duncan there would walk up, hey. buy his Jack Link's beef jerky, and then go home and find out that the code had already yeah. been redeemed. So what is that, had you guys heard that too? That's, I had that's, seen no. that on Reddit. I actually saw someone with an entire handful of them that said oh, they hit man. an entire stock of it and just took <laughs> every single one. Um, so that's not good. No. But Ven, it honestly sounds like at this point, you might want to take it up with the king himself. Uh, <laughs> I want to know why the actual Burger King isn't in... Like if I imagine it would be, know, we, we had Big Bumpin', we had the Sneak King, we I had, know. what was the other one? What was the other one? I just know Sneak King. I have two copies of it or three copies of it. Yeah. Anyway, we had three Burger King games and you could do whatever you wanted in those games within the bounds. Yeah. But apparently the, the King running around shooting people <laughs> Dude, in a war is too much. Tell me that wouldn't for be. For the stomach of big fast food. That wouldn't. Tell me that would not be the most unsettling thing you've ever seen, though. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, if I rounded a corner in a dark hallway and I saw the king running at me with an MP5, I might end it. Imagine I getting teabagged by the king. Dude, that's some publicity BK just doesn't want. <laughs> well, since we're talking about Modern Warfare, let's move on in to the first story. Just, Modern just Warfare to, I, I want to tie this off. Ben, I'm going to keep trying and I'm going to find you that code. Okay? Thank you, Dave. It's, it's coming. You're a real it's friend. Coming. You're one hell of a guy, Dave. I mean, I, I can't believe you didn't travel to another <laughs> territory to find me one, but I appreciate that you that you say you tried. I guess yeah. we'll have an update for you next week, but it's yeah. I, I'm working on. It. Appreciate it. Thank you. 
Modern Warfare 2 has crossed $1 billion sell-through in 10 days, the God, fastest in dang. franchise history. That's insane. 1 billion matches, 200 million hours played in first 10 days following October 28th release. Modern Warfare 2 Universe continues with Warzone 2.0 release November 16th. That is a mere, what, eight days away? Let's go. Uh, Activision's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, this comes from Business Wire, by the way, continues to smash franchise records as the new blockbuster has crossed $1 billion in worldwide sell-through following the first 10 days from its release on October 28th, 2022. The new mark tops the previous franchise record of 15 days set in 2012 by Black Ops 2. Now, I'm not going to read this entire thing, but I want to consider just a few things. One, I want to talk about why is Modern Warfare 2 selling so much? and Why is it breaking all these records? There's a lot of reasons, but I think we can crack into a few of them. Two, I want to just think about the fact that right now there are zero microtransactions available in this game. Mm -hmm. There is no war zone. Can you imagine the absolute shit pile of money that the Activision, they always make a lot of money on, on call of duty. They're going to be literally shitting bricks of gold when Warzone and microtransactions drop on the store. Dude, Twitch is going to be fucking nuts here in a couple weeks. Absolutely bonkers. And I want to say to that real quick before we delve too deep into it, if there is in fact 1 billion sales, why in well, some matches... $1 billion matches, in sales. Uh, okay, fine. Yeah. Why are some of my matches not being filled? Uh, that's a great question. We'll talk about that later <laughs> when we talk yeah. about what we've been playing. That's really what I'm wondering. Yeah. If so many goddamn people are playing this fucking game, why about a third of the matches I play? Is there nobody filling for the whole match? But anyway. Um, Dave, we'll kick it to you real quick. Because Brandon is the Call of Duty king, and I know he can elaborate. But Dave, uh, why why are we why are there so many copies of Modern Warfare 2 being sold right now? Um, I, I honestly think it's... I think um, Cold War and Vanguard really made people hungry for um, that sort of proper Call of Duty experience that people seem to really want. I think Vanguard especially. Um, You know, Modern Warfare 2019 did something pretty strong for the industry, especially with Warzone. Um, So I think kind of keeping that from people for two years really made them have some pent-up Call of Duty rage, and I think that's what's brought um, so many people in. Um, I I also think that, you know, we just spent five minutes talking about all the cross-promotion they've been doing. Um, I can't walk two feet without seeing Call of Duty somewhere. I don't recall seeing that for um, Cold War or Vanguard, so I think they've poured a lot more money, time, and resources into um, marketing um, for this particular iteration. So... I think, you know, part of it is just the stars have aligned for them. And, and they've also got that Microsoft money, too, now officially. So I think that could play a big part in it. But um, Wait, what do you mean officially they have it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that deal isn't done yet. But OK, um, I, was gonna say, I, I was like, did something happen in the last four no, hours? No, 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 no. I misspoke. But yeah, it's it's on the flip side, though. I mean, you talk about like. Generally, when games launch, like there are a lot of people who pick up games like this and they play hardcore for a couple of weeks and then they move on to something else. Like, sure. yes, you've got the Twitch streamers and stuff, but um, you, you brought up that point about like, there isn't a store yet. And I, I'm kind of wondering like, yeah, they're raking in tons of money off, off sales, but how much are they losing by not having that store in the game? When this is when the most amount of people are going to be playing your game. Maybe it's strategic. Um, right. I, I do look at the way they've rolled out sort of, 
um, you know, the campaign and then multiplayer and then Warzone DMZ in like a staggered way. Maybe there's some sort of rhyme to this reason, but I am kind of looking at like why the store isn't up and running right now when the most people are playing your game. And I, I'm like, are you not missing out on a little bit here? But um, it's probably yeah. because Burger King himself paid them $12 billion <laughs> for that exclusive Ron Swanson game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Raymond, I mean, I, I just yeah, think Vanguard exactly. made a lot of people hungry and um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, people seem to be happy for the most part. So yeah. Brandon, other thoughts on why Call of Duty is moving so much? Yeah, no, I, I disagree with Dave a little bit. Oh, with the, um, so th- right now I agree that this may be the most players it will ever have, but it having this many players with a paywall is a notable fact. Okay. So the people that won in early are already in early and they're willing to pay for it. Not to say that there couldn't be the potential of microtransactions, but as we've seen in the past, I think people are more keen to pay money for something whenever they're not already paying money for something. So I agree, disagree, honestly, because I think that even though it could have been advantageous for them to have the microtransactions in pre-war zone, I think the majority of their audience, maybe not a majority at this point based off of the numbers, a lot of them, but the free-to-play, I think, is the golden ticket as far as the microtransactions go. And even though they may have been able to recoup, you know, whatever cost to the game probably already is recouped, um, I think the winner is going to be when Warzone drops. So I agree with Dave. I think that they probably would have made some more money, but at this rate, I don't even think they're worried about it. Ben said they're going to be shitting bricks. They're going to be shitting fucking gold statues. They're going to be, <laughs> it's just going to be running free like the Nile of gold out. Um, so this is crazy numbers. Well, crazy, about, crazy. They numbers. set like all sorts of presale records too. Absolutely. And a lot of people bought that higher edition, the vault which, edition, the absolutely. vault edition. Yeah. Did you buy that? I didn't. Which was I'm like what? Shell. That was a hundred bucks or something. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm not a shell. So. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people too who who are thinking about the fact that this is going to be the only Call of Duty they're going to get for two years. And but I agree. There's been some new development on that, according to Jason Trier. Yeah, which, I don't know. I just feel like I wish they would be clear about it. I think there was a reason they weren't clear about it. That's so frustrating. I don't know. I just, I think they're going to have to be very careful going forward because they've seen how incredibly fickle the fans can be uh, whenever you start changing things. And adding something to Warzone every iteration of Call of Duty has done nothing but complicate and bastardize the game, in my opinion, um, to be completely honest. So I feel like if that's going to be the decisions going forward, they really need to consider what the audience wants. And I'm hoping that this huge surge in sales actually kind of reinforces the fact that, like, you know, Modern Warfare is it, you know? And not to say that Black Ops isn't either, because a lot of people fall into both camps. I do not know somebody who is like, yes, Sledgehammer is my favorite of the three. Not to say they haven't made decent games or passable games but i don't know i just i don't know what you're referring to as far as jason schreier goes but nobody can argue with these numbers and clearly call of duty is back um it never went away but they certainly bounced right back as it seems um and as long as there's not like heinously bad issues as long as the multiplayer doesn't continue to shit the bed which I'm not very hopeful if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I think that Warzone will have a lot of problems at launch. 
Um, but at this point, I think people are just so hungry, like what Dave said. It's just we wanted this experience since 2019 when the old shit went away or 2020. And now it's finally back. And I just kind of hope they see that and keep going. So, well, here's what I was talking about with Jason Trier. First of all, Charlie Intel, uh, they are a uh, reputable Call of Duty info tweeter. I don't know what they call them. They're not really insiders, but they're not totally unknowledgeable either. It says breaking Activision's new financial release seems to confirm there's a new full premium Call of Duty game in 2023. Quote, with plans for next year, including the most robust Call of Duty live operations to date, the next full premium release in the Blockbuster annual series. And they quoted some stuff from the uh, the financial release. Of course, J- Jason Schreier attacked them, acted like a little child. But then he did say, let me make this super clear. The next game by Treyarch is coming out in 2024. So that's not next year. That's the year after. Next year, there will be a Modern Warfare 2 premium paid expansion by Sledgehammer. It's supposed to have lots of content. Maybe that's why they call it a full release, but it's more Modern Warfare 2. So, Dave, are they are they uh are they cheating the system? Are they are they getting a leg up by saying there's only there's not going to be a new Modern Warfare or new Call of Duty until 2024, but next year potentially putting out a new premium, like a new potentially full game of content? Um no, I mean, I when I first heard these rumors that there wasn't going to be a full Call of Duty in 2023, I was kind of happy about it. And I said it in the Discord and I said it to you guys, um, the investment feels that much better in a full price game on day one when I know it's going to be a living, breathing thing for two years as opposed to right. 12 months. Um, but, you know, Activision never actually confirmed that. And the only thing they came out and said this, uh, I think it was a couple months ago, was there will be premium paid content in 2023 and they didn't, you know, they weren't committing to, this is going to be a full game, but I mean, to, to think that they were actually going to skip a year entirely would have been naive. Um, we know there's going to be some sort of year one or, or year two expansion that's going to come. I wonder what it's going to look like, uh, especially when you have infinity ward working on the full package and then Sledgehammer coming in and making some sort of weird add on. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what this content is, but I mean, there's going to be something to pay for, whether it's $40, $50 or full price, $100 right. in year two. Uh, and we're all going to buy it just like we did Modern Warfare yeah, 2. Yeah. So I, it's just, it was going to happen either way. But I, I'm still happy that, you know, Modern Warfare 2 is going to be around for two years and we're going to be, we're going to be able to see Warzone breathe, not, you know, have like we did in 2019 where Warzone came out and then we added all the Cold War stuff and Vanguard. It's just going to kind of be Warzone, maybe a couple new maps, but it's not going to get bastardized like Brandon said. So yeah, right. I'm still fine with this. This is what Activision does. Um, and it really shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. No, I actually think this is, I mean, I'm not happy to pay more money for something that's pretty similar to what I'm already doing. But what I will say is, how many seasons, let me think about it, will probably be, well, what are the seasons run, like three months? I mean, there'll be like, what, like four seasons by then? Yeah, three or four. Three or four, something like that. I mean, at that pace, compared to some of the other games, I feel like you can only have so many skins and so many new guns. So what I'm imagining this would be, and what I've heard rumors circulating about, is like full overhauls of old maps, like a more substantial, and I'm not talking about how occasionally, you know, like, mid-season, post-season, they'll just do a map here and there and a gun here and there. I'm thinking this new expansion will potentially be 
you know, enhanced co-op missions, maybe some more campaign, maybe like six new maps, yeah. you know, all at once. So I would, if if the pot was sweetened in that way, I would definitely be willing to sink more money into a game that I've already put, you know, 55, almost 60 hours in in two weeks. So, you know, I don't love paying money as much as the next guy, but I would rather do this than have to completely reinvest in a new ecosystem next year, right? To be completely honest. So, yeah, agreed. Yeah, like they said, we're all going to buy it. We yeah, know. yeah, I mean, we just are. Yeah. And uh, I'm not even mad because I I love it. Yeah. I do. You know, actually one thing I want to add is I I don't think that Activision has done the <clears throat> paid um sort of like map content in a long DLC, time. Yeah because of the way it segments the player base. So how they're going to sort of approach that is going to be interesting. Um, they've looked at the Bungie model for several years and said, if they can charge people $40 a year, then why can't we? So right. there's got to be sort of a, a middle ground where, you know, you can give people some fresh content without segmenting the player base, but people are still able to see kind of value in, you know, what that second year of Modern Warfare 2 is going to be. So Dude, the, yeah. dude they did that in Call of Duty 4 Remastered. All the old maps that you got back in the day for just waiting, <laughs> they made you pay for yep. the extra maps. Right. Um, it's been a while, though. I forgot, kind of, Dave, that they used to do that, where if you didn't have the maps that other people had, you couldn't play a game with them. And I just can't imagine Yeah, there's no way how that would work now. Yeah, there's no way. No. You have well, to just if, get... If, if anyone could do it, it would be Activision, because sure. that player base is so big, but I still feel like it just makes because like i i would i wouldn't be a hard sell for a year or two expansion personally because sure. I, I could be happy you know I, I play for a couple hours a week and i could be happy with the base content for just another year but um it's weird because i mean the last game i played that had that was battlefield 4 i played that game fairly recently and you go through and you select maps and it's like you can play this this and this map but you can't touch this one because that's an extra ten dollars and it's just it's a weird experience but again i'll go back to that point Activision has that player base with Call of Duty that they could do that and it would be a healthy sort of playing environment. But right. at the end of the day, I mean, I, I think they're going to approach this a little bit differently and I'm just curious to see what that is like. So, yeah. For sure. Well, talking about lots of players, got a story here about Overwatch 2, which everybody has forgotten about now that Call of Duty is out. Yeah, uh, maybe that's just me. Yeah, what's know. that? Over, yeah, what, what is Overwatch exactly? I'm not really sure. I'm stalling a little bit because... Uh, oh, you mean that game with all the porn? Yeah, the, the porn game. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, this website is not loading for some reason. It's called Game Luster. Maybe that's part of the reason. I don't know. It says Overwatch 2 hits more than 35 million players in the first month. Now, recently we talked about it hitting 10 million in the first week, I think it was. First month, 25 million. The free-to-play Overwatch 2 has crossed 35 million players in just a month after its release. The news can be found in Activision Blizzard's Q3 2022 sales report, listed as a business highlight on page two. The report notes that many Overwatch 2 players are new to the series. Players are also more engaged than ever, with even more than double the average daily player numbers of the original Overwatch. Overwatch 2 is already taking popular Overwatch series to new levels of success. There was initially a rocky launch for the game with the phone verification scandal preventing fans from playing the game, and DDoS attacks that took down Blizzard servers. Despite these problems, it took just 10 days for the game to get 25 million players and its peak daily player count tripled the record set by its predecessor. Now, so I guess it was 25 million, not 10 million. Still, picking up another 10 million players 
after the first week is is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, even for a free-to-play game. That's a, a lot of players. And they did have a rocky launch, but Brandon, do you think... I, I've played a fair amount over Overwatch 2, like a, a considerable amount. And I just feel like I don't see almost anybody rocking the new, the new paid skins. Yeah, it's because they're too fucking expensive. Right, but so <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to figure out, are they making money on this? Not Call of Duty money. Right. I, yeah. I would bet they are making money, but I heard they were even in hot water from like, so new skins that have never been on sale are already on sale. Oh. If that makes sense. And yeah. that's, you can't have something for the first time be on sale when it's never been at full price. Right. There's, there's some rule about that or something I was seeing. So they're kind of in hot water for that. But that just shows the glaring problems with the entire system. I mean, you have to play for weeks to be able to afford a single old skin um and and, you know i'm not going to get into that it's certainly impressive what they've been able to do and i don't think they would be seeing a fraction of the success without free to play which i guess is good on them right but i bet they were because it's the same game well honestly ben i would love to see the live numbers and they would never do that and they couldn't do it and they wouldn't do it yeah but you know I would imagine they took a massive hit. I bet I bet someone was watching the concurrent or, you know, the total player count and the second that it got to a high achievement before Call of Duty released, they were like, All right, this is what we can put in the headline. Yeah, this is the um, the, the image for Twitter yeah. we put up. Yeah. And then after this, we're not gonna talk about it again because um and don't get me wrong, it is fun and good for them. But I just feel like a lot of it there's a lot of external factors around this and I'm glad to see that there are new players, but that was part of my issue with going back to overwatch Two. is there was so many new players. I don't care so much when somebody on call of duty is new because I can kind of powerhouse and still carve my own way most of the time. Right. But if I'm playing the classic overwatch experience and there's a new player, I just feel like there needs to be a better onboarding system or a training system of, as to how the fucking play the game. Um, I almost didn't want to play comp, anything but comp at all Yeah. Uh, the last time I played because it was just so frustrating. People were playing Team Deathmatch, which is literally an option, by the way. Right. Elimination is an option. Yeah. Um, but Not yeah. in comp. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, right, but period. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I guess that's a great number for them. I don't put too much weight in that because I feel like the timing of it was kind of good for them. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, but I don't know. I'm still completely disenfranchised. I mean, I think the reason I played it so much is because literally I had nothing else that I was interested in. And it's still a fun game. Right. I'm just going to say that over and over again. It's still a good game, but it is the same fucking game. And that's the whole problem. There's nothing new for me. Nothing. A couple maps here and there do not quench my thirst. And, you know, as fun as the old maps are, they're not new at all. So, Dave, is this, does it say something bad? about gamers that they can just say hey we're going to put some new textures or colors on these maps that already existed maybe we'll throw in a new map or two we'll throw in a new hero or two which by the way we should we were due to do anyway and we'll call it overwatch 2 and then everybody's like i should check that out yeah it 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 really does unfortunately (laughs) um I wish people would would vote for their wallet, but that's tough to do with a free to play game. Um, but it's 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 funny how quickly we forget things um, as gamers. 
I mean, we just want to go and have a good time when we play video games. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I one of the reasons I I don't really want to play Overwatch Two is because I, you know, I when you put out something of this quality um, with such little effort and have such a bad launch, um, I don't really want to support that with a download, but. I mean, at the end of the day, this is what people like, and this is why we're going to continue to get stuff like this and have launches like this. But uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. We, we've spent a lot of time talking about Overwatch and Call of Duty, and um, I don't know if Overwatch will ever have the popularity that Call of Duty. It's extremely popular, but at this point, it has one massive advantage over Activision and Call of Duty, which is it's free. So right. for every 10 people that download that gameplay a little bit and then never play it again, there's one person who sticks with it and buy some stuff and that that's all you need especially if you've got an extra 10 million people kicking around so sure um yeah it's it's unfortunate but this kind of thing is going to continue to happen because we are we are silly consumers we yeah. really are <laughs> i will never spend a cent like i have made up my mind on overwatch 2 i'm not spending a cent period ever yeah. zero and i don't often spend even games like fortnite and stuff i've Aside from buying the Battle Pass, I've never spent money on that. I'm not one to even do that. I think I bought one Warzone skin back in the day, back in 2019. You did. It was the, the weed ghillie suit. The weed ghillie suit, of course. It's legendary. Um, and I, I am willing to make a set, very few exceptions. But Overwatch 2, you're out. I got to I, I gotta say something about that because, Brandon, you you something happened earlier this year that I don't know if you know, but it inspired me in a very positive way. And it's kind of the opposite of what we just talked about. So earlier this year, we, we played uh, a little game called deep rock galactic. Absolutely, Uh, It was free on PSN. Um, It was very popular. Um, It's gained popularity again, because it was free on steam this weekend. And uh, I play a little bit with Brandon and Brandon was like, yeah, I went and I bought some of the cosmetics because, you know, the game That's was free. What... The game yes. was free, but I wanted to support the developers. So there's a flip side to that where it's like if you show a really good effort and, you know, I get your game free or if it's, you know, an inexpensive game, it's like there's going to be situations where like I want to support this because one, this is a great quality product. I'm having a great time with it. And, you know, I see value in the skins. And I turned around, I did the exact same thing, Brandon, because you, you it sounded like a good idea. And uh, I, I had the same experience that you did. So, yeah, I mean, we we will do that when when we feel, you know, there, there's value there. So, yeah, I don't know. I just You're wanted right, to Dave. throw that in there because. No, yeah. dude, I actually completely forgot about that. And that's like not the majority of the free to play experience. I feel like a lot of them are these big companies and I feel less inclined to send money to them. Yeah. But after you know, whatever Deep Rock came out and just seeing how lovely the subreddit was and how active like the developers were with such a small team. I completely forgot about that. You're right. I did buy whatever the founders pack was, but that was a little bit different than pumping money into Activision for me. You know, it was just, I, I feel like it did make more sense because it was a quality product yeah, and it was you, you a small wanted, team. You yeah. wanted to support it. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. there's other instances where, you know, we can actually use those, uh, microtransactions to you know feel good. It's almost like making a donation, but you get something for it. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Rock and stone. That's right. It's like when they send you those like uh, those calendars with a bunch of sick puppy dogs on them, and they send you a <laughs> bunch of like uh, return. Like if you're going to send a letter, it has like your address already printed on it on the return <laughs> thing, and they're like, "Hey, we sent you this this one dollar calendar and these uh, these little stamp thingies." please make a donation of $75 to save the puppies. And you're like, 
No. <laughs> but in this case, you actually do it. Right. What's that key and peel skit skit when they're like, it's the cashier guilting them about not donating? And oh, he's yeah. like, okay, you have to actually push the food icon out of this little child's mouth if you don't want to donate. <laughs> um, so go ahead and stamp, stamp on the child and tell him no and push the food away from him. Oh, dude, a couple of weeks ago, Brandon, we went to a, a convention, a gaming convention, and we, uh, we I had to get some cough drops. Yeah. And we stopped at a oh, um, yeah, we stopped at a, a Rite Aid or yeah. something, Walgreens or something, for me to grab some cough drops. And I go in and the lady's like badgering me. And I could barely speak because my voice was so messed up. And the lady's like badgering me about stuff. And I'm like, I don't I don't want a rewards card. I don't need it. I don't live near one of these or something. I was just, you know, whatever to get her out of my hair. And she was just asking me every possible like I understand I've been a cashier, I've done retail before, like you have to push those things. Right. You have like they tell you to. But I'm like, you don't have to try and make your entire quota for all of your goals this month on me. But anyway, she just kept saying like <laughs> she was like, oh, do you, you want to make a donation for, for this? And I was like, no, not today. Thanks. Well, how about for this? No, I actually already support that cause. Right. Oh, OK. What about for this? I'm like, no, thank you. And so then like I finally got through all of that. And then she was like, oh, and here's the. Uh, let's say I gave her a 10 and the the it was, the change was 35 cents or something. She's like, well, would you like me to just place this in this box here to feed hungry children? And I was like, yeah, sure. Just just do it. Give me the goddamn talk. <laughs> just leave me alone. It's Fuck. worth 35 cents for you not to ask me to donate another single to another single. They had like seven things they were asking me to donate yeah. to. And I'm like, ask about one of them for each customer. Right. Mix it up if you want. I don't care. Yeah. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Anyway. As this long. has been so far the Activision <laughs> Blizzard show. I know, dude. And it's going to continue to be because we're going to talk about Diablo 4. Fuck it, dude. Diablo 4 reportedly targeting April 2023 release open beta in February. This comes from twistedvoxel.com. It says Diablo 4 is reportedly targeting an April 2023 release with an early access open beta planned for February. During the latest episode of the Xbox Era podcast, it was revealed that a fancy new trailer for Diablo 4 along with a release date and open Excuse me. I need some pizza before this. It's, it's coming back to haunt it's me. Barking. That a fancy new trailer for Diablo 4, along with a release date and an open beta announcement, is scheduled to happen at the Game Awards later this year in December 2022. Pre-orders for the game are also expected to go live around the same time. According to Job Clark, Job Clark, sorry, <laughs> Job Clark, the, the game will receive an Ultimate Edition and an early access and open beta in February 2023. He added that the launch target for the game is planned for sometime around April, though he cautioned that no exact data is set in stone as yet. Clark also revealed that Blizzard appears to be embracing the games as a service model, with the inclusion of seasons of post-launch content beginning later in 2023. He expects Diablo 4 to feature a lot of gore and be mature, a mature-related game. 
Previously, it was revealed that Diablo Forge difficulty setting can be altered at any time from the character selection screen or from the world tier statue. Dave, are you a Diablo guy? We haven't talked about this before. I wouldn't. I wouldn't describe myself as a Diablo guy. I'll admit that the first game in the series I played was Diablo three. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, I, I think know that's a lot many of, people. By the way, well, yeah, but I I grew up with a lot of people who claim to have grown up on Diablo two. But um, yeah, so I mean, I like the games. I play them. Um, yeah, so I I'll, I'll probably play this one. I yeah. do kind of wonder though how many people are going to see this and see the full price tag and think, you know what? I'm good with a Diablo Immortal. Because, you know, I talked about that game a couple weeks ago on the show, and it feels like a premium Diablo experience, albeit it's on a phone, but that's a lot more convenient than, you know, sitting on you a console sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, um, yeah, so I do kind of wonder how that is going to coexist and co-mingle, especially... They're coming out less than a year apart because I think uh, Immortal came out in the summer, and you know this is looking like April. So, um, yeah, it's gonna it's 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 kind of weird to me. It's just weird. But uh, to answer your question, yes, I do play Diablo, and I will be watching this with bated breath. I'm not, I'm not necessarily a day one guy on Diablo Four, but yeah. um, we'll see. I will say that Diablo Immortal is basically Diablo Three, basically the same game except more microtransactions. Damn. Brandon, I know you're a Diablo man. Oh, yeah. You also started playing with Diablo 3. I did. I exclusively play. I, I mean, I have literally played Diablo 2, but not really. Okay. So I pretty much exclusively have played Diablo 3, and I've played many, many, many hours. In fact, for a while there, I was trying for the plat, but the plat is a fucking pain in the yeah, ass. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It takes so... Just mostly the, like, 500 side quests or whatever the fuck that one achievement was. Uh-huh. Anyway, um... I'm very excited about this, but hesitant for two reasons. One, Blizzard just came out with a botch launch. I don't really care about the circumstances. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Anytime a multiplayer game comes out, you need to expect things to be happening. Right. And so regardless of what the circumstances were for Overwatch, I'm a little bit nervous. And we know Diablo, at least the last one, had a bit of a rocky launch. Mm-hmm. That's to put it lightly. So that concerns me. One. And two... The most recent game, the two most recent games that have been from Blizzard, one being a Diablo game, is a microtransaction hell. Now, I know you both have said you didn't feel inclined to play, and they are free-to-play games. I get that. But we also didn't both, neither one of us played very long. Right. In comparison to how long, yeah. And, you know, I, I've heard, and obviously these are outliers. I'm a reasonable man. I can understand that. But I've heard people spending tens of thousands of dollars on Immortal. And that's kind of concerning to me. And now Overwatch coming out and how much we've complained about the just the audacity, really. That's the only way I can describe the audacity the balls on those of kids. Blizzard, <laughs> seriously, to be charging as much as they are, not, you know, for the new skins, let right. alone the old skins, how much they're charging for. It just I want to be very excited because I absolutely adore Diablo 3. And going back to the old ones, this this will be blasphemous to old fans. I couldn't do it because Diablo 3 was so much better to me. Yeah. Obviously, it's much newer. I get it. But this is exciting to me because I wanted to go back and have more Diablo that was not Diablo 3, but I couldn't go back. So this is going forward. So I am very excited, but... My hesitation is still there nonetheless. I just honestly am very discouraged by Blizzard right now. Yeah. And I would hope that one of their crowning jewels, and I would say it's at one point for Blizzard, 
Overwatch was one of their crowning jewels. But yes. The treatment that Overwatch has received and the whole it being under the two moniker and, you know, the issues at launch and the the, the freemium shit. It's just got me wondering how much they actually care. Will they do this to one of their other babies, Diablo? I don't know. Yeah. I I really don't. Right. I'm excited for the game. I'm not excited for all the bullshit that I know is going to come around it. So um, I've watched some of the trailers. It looks pretty cool. I'm glad to hear that it's going to be gory and disgusting. I mean, I would fucking hope so. Right. Um, it it's is literally Diablo. called Diablo. Yeah. It should I, be. I mean, I would fucking hope so. Yeah. Um, but very excited. I'm hoping there's crossplay because I would love to play with you guys. I think there was eventually on. No, maybe there never was on Diablo three. I really hope there's crossplay. I can't imagine there wouldn't be. I really, really hope so. Um, yeah. I I haven't played Immortal. Um. And I played a lot of three. And so, yeah, this very, very much excites me, especially, you know, I did come into Diablo three a tiny bit late as well. And Diablo three, I'm sure looks really good when you could play it on ultra on your PC. Right. But on PS4, it looked fine. So I'm excited to get kind of like a, as much of a revamp as possible right. uh, in the visuals. So I agree with pretty much everything uh, you guys said. So I don't have too much to elaborate on, except that, uh, Dave, I am one of those people who claim to have played Diablo 1 and 2 on PC back in the day. But I can't take credit for myself. Uh, a buddy of mine, his dad was really into PC game, well, to gaming. And uh, I used to go over to his place and we'd play Diablo when I was a kid. And I had no idea what I was doing. It's so Diablo fun, 1. And then Diablo 2, we actually got into and figured it out. And we thought it was so cool when you got to the end of the game. And Didn't you buy the remake? Yes, remake. I did. How was that? Uh, it's very good. It's, it's basically Diablo 2, but it looks better. And yeah. it was funny because I was playing it and doesn't I was play like... better. What? doesn't play better. Sorry. Mm, there's so, some there's some quality of life. <laughs> Sorry, Diablo fans. It's just... Oh, all. man, that was rough. <laughs> I didn't realize that was an insult. <laughs> but it's funny because I was like, yeah, this is how Diablo always looked. Like, this is... I don't know what they did. Right. And then there's a toggle you can push. To oh, make yeah. It the, I was like, holy shit, this looks amazing compared yeah, to that. Yeah, you're like, holy fuck. It, what it's was just I funny how at? your mind plays tricks with you. And tells you that the game looked better than it really right. did back in the day. So I know that's not possible in every remake we get, but I just want to say that I love like how Halo did that and Diablo did that. So the more we're getting a lot of these remakes, I would love to see that feature more. Yeah, uh, I feel can just kind of flip between the two. I feel like the key for that though is it has to be an incredibly a big upgrade or it will just showcase how <laughs> shitty the yeah, upgrade yeah. is so like for combat evolved it made sense you know halo halo looks rough well it has to be yeah. a one-to-one remake too well right true true because true. like they could yeah. never do that for the new resident evil remake right because right. they've actually changed parts true. of the game that is true so i don't know okay this is a little bit of a a little bit of a it's it's almost it's actually kind of Activision news, but not really because it's going to be about Game Pass. AEW Fight Forever is coming to Xbox Game Pass day one. Now, this I think is still a rumor. I haven't seen it uh, actually officially confirmed unless it says so in this article. But it says numerous sources have informed me. This is uh, WrestleZone.com. That when AEW Fight Forever is released, it will be part of the Xbox Game Pass on day one. This will give all Elite Wrestling's first video game a massive boost in accessibility right out of the gate. I want to talk a little bit less about AEW Fight Forever, which, of course, we can still do. But I'm not a big wrestling fan, even though I've always wanted to be a wrestling fan. I've just never been able to get into it. But 
kind of want to talk more about Game Pass. And this game kind of doesn't look very good. I don't even know what the fuck AEW is. I'm it's like about. WWE, but it's a different okay. brand of it. Okay. It's, it's, it's professional wrestling. Okay. Like, the, you know, the... Like theatrics. Theatric wrestling. Yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. It's like a stage performance. I mean, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the wrestling Broadway. fans are just actually cringing out of their seats. Oh, no. They, they all know now. They also happen to be Diablo fans. And so I'm just going to get like some <laughs> massive shit in the Discord it's this week. It's so funny because my dad talks about like he grew up in you know the 70s and 80s. And it was, was different back then, though. Well, they didn't know. They didn't. They didn't know. And he said he would like go to school and people would be like, wrestling's fake. And he was like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and like even I remember I was in. Let's see. What grade would I have been in? I was in fourth or fifth grade in 1997. And that was when like the rise of like Stone Cold and oh, Sting and The Undertaker and all those guys. And I remember still then it was like, even though it was known by that point, I think to some extent for sure that wrestling was was uh, more theatrical. And I mean, there's still obviously uh, acrobatics involved. In no, it. no, it, it takes talent. I remember even then I was like, Guys, this is fake, and I'll, and my classmates were like, "No, it's not." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> it's totally real." Yeah. Anyway, the game itself—it doesn't matter what it's about necessarily. It doesn't look great to me, and I've heard a lot of other people echo that. And I'm just wondering why, besides money, and that this game will probably be very big with a select group of people, Xbox would pick it up for Game Pass and pay them a bag, you know, conceivably, because like, I don't want I don't want Game Pass to be just like a place where games are. I want it to be a game place where quality games are. Yeah. And, and it is so far. Well, I feel like there surely is a niche market and I can't be certain. Isn't the WWE the newest one on Game Pass? I don't think so. It's not. So that could be a yeah. reason why. Because there actually was a pretty the last one was pretty successful. I mean, comparatively, the WWE games have like had ups and downs for a very long time now. But the last one, there was some decent buzz around it. I mean, I was even seeing people watch it on Twitch. You know, guys like XQC, I think, and Moist Critical were playing it. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, maybe that's the play. If the WWE game had a little bit of success and some, you know, air under its wings, maybe if that's not on Game Pass, maybe that's sure. kind of to kind of quench the thirst. And by that same note, if it is on Game Pass, maybe it's just adding more to that already building ecosystem that's being established with wrestling on Game Pass. So yeah, I, 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 my inclination would be that um, maybe it looks like hot garbage, and maybe Microsoft knows that, but I suspect they make concessions for licensed products because, like, AEW, I'm sure still has a massive following in the United States. So even if the game doesn't look great, um, a lot of these fans probably aren't looking at reviews and stuff like that. And, you know, they'll still go, they'll subscribe and they'll download. So um, anytime you have a licensed product, I think that means that there's an existing fan base. So they probably kind of see that value in it there. Wrestling um, fans also just kind of seem like Xbox players to me for some reason. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I, think I agree, actually. I, do. <laughs> I agree with that. That's perfect. I love yeah. that. <laughs> it's funny, though, because um, I think this is the first AEW game. Throwing so much shade. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I think this might be the first AEW game. So if it just just think maybe this isn't part of the overall strategy but if this is the first aew game and people do end up playing it on xbox because like if a game is on game pass day one i associate it as an xbox game even if it's not really an is xbox it coming game. to playstation i don't i probably oh, okay. i don't know okay but 
if that's the case, that could embed in some people's minds that AEW is on Xbox, even if it's actually on other things. Right. So they may it may be kind of like they were paying for a marketing deal, like you know yeah. Sony used to do with Destiny or with Modern Warfare or with uh, Call of Duty or whatever. Uh, the other thing is that I've seen some varying reports and some people saying like there was a specific quote that said like, uh, uh, let's see here, and it's coming to Switch. Oh, it's coming to Switch too. Okay, nice. Uh, <laughs> there's a tweet from the AEW official account. That basically says this also seems like a good sh- time to share that we don't anticipate AEW Fight Forever being part of any monthly video game subscription services. So it's possible it's not, but when there's smoke, there's fire, and they're also having like they've said there's going to be some big reveal on on this weekend. I think so. Wow, I just burped again. Thank you, Little Caesars. Appreciate that. But they said that's not going to happen, but I also know that we've seen many, many people say that ahead of the announcement because they don't want people to then not pre-order it. So anyway, so the answer is we don't know if it's for sure coming, but the rumors suggest it will. But again, that's not necessarily what the conversation was about. Okay. So this is the same people that have made WWE games in the past. Uh, sure. If you I, say so. I just looked it up. Literally they have, they've made a shit ton of games. Almost all of them have been wrestling games. Interesting. I wonder if it's like a In- including new Jap- new Japan Pro Wrestling, Fighting Spirit, Blazing Road, Brave Spirits. I wonder if they like lost the WWE license and they were like, okay, well, know. let's see if AEW wants us. It's been a bit, but they definitely used to make WWE games. Two thousand. It was WWF back then. Yeah, they made WWF games. Okay, yeah. interesting. I, I do now that you say that. Feel like I remember hearing someone say that they used to make WWE or F games. Yeah, but two K doesn't now. I think. Yes, 2K okay. doesn't know, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I guess someone will like it. Sure. All right. That's basically all the news. <laughs> that's it, man. That's it. Uh, Brandon. What's up? Talk about Call of Duty. Man, oh, I know man. that's all you've been playing this week. Yeah, I've still been playing it a bunch. I'm on the grind, boys. Yeah. I've unlocked all of the gold assault rifles. It's been difficult. Uh, some of the guns really need some tweaking. Um... I'm just excited for Warzone now. I think at this point, I've had a lot of time with the game, and now I'm preparing myself for the next thing. Um, unfortunately, I don't think the game is going to be receiving an update until Warzone drops, which actually kind of is discouraging for me. Yeah. Um, because I feel like there could have been some additional fixes. We are still having consistent bugs in the menu and with matchmaking in general. Every time we go to like start a new game my game just freezes and won't unfreeze until the game is starting and i guess i'm thankful it's not crashing but that's honestly not good enough (laughs) right dude dave's simbaing his cat right now i absolutely (laughs) love it i love it i looked Um, over and there was i heard the cat (laughs) is it bob no it's not bob i know it's not bob it's tim tim it's tim dude if i don't pick him up he'll just keep meowing so i don't want to yeah i saw him i heard him out like you know behind me and then I look over and he's just in Dave's lap. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, weapon tuning's back. I feel like if you get a chance to fully level a weapon, uh-huh. weapon tuning is actually legitimately kind of cool. I talked about it. Um, I don't know if it was on or off the show, but I appreciate the nuance it adds to just the typical kit you can make um, because it allows you to further customize exactly how your gun's feeling at that very moment. Now, do um, you actually notice a difference? There is there is notably a difference. Okay. For a po- I haven't messed with it much. For a point in time, there was not because they actually like soft patched it out, uh-huh. but it's back. Okay. Um, and I think mostly PC and Xbox were being affected by that, okay. I think. 
Um, another note of discouragement is pinging is still not back in the game. Yeah, that's the, insane. The fact that they could fumble the bag so fucking hard. Clearly, this is going to be a feature in Warzone. And if they do not have the ping system fixed by the launch of Warzone, I'm going to be furious. And a lot of other people are. Um, you know, it is what it is in multiplayer. It was a nice add on because not all of them or many of them at all have had that ability in multiplayer. Right. But I feel like it's crucial with the type of game Warzone is to have a ping system. Um, so, well, the only reason that's not in is because they messed it up originally, right? No. Well, like you were you well, would ping someone if they got pinged as they died. The ping would stay on. Correct. Them. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So it was just like infinitely you knew where this person is depending. Right. Um, and there's been some other bugs that I've not personally ran into, like an invincibility glitch with the fucking riot shield, etc. Yeah. But it's been really good overall, um, aside from the general connectivity problems. And I've been enjoying the hell out of it. Uh, guns need tweaking very clearly. Um, like I said, I'm disappointed that we're not getting any sort of update until then. But now I'm focusing in on leveling guns that I know will be beneficial to me in Warzone. My biggest problem has been if a cruise missile lands too close to me but doesn't kill me. Mm -hmm. If it lands too close to me that, and that I like get the effects from it but not dead, uh, my game just crashes. And that's a nice that's feature fucked. that they've added in that's as well. Uh, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Of course, we, we could talk about the bugs in it all day. Uh, Dave, you said you haven't got to play a whole lot this week, though. Um, yeah, I mean, not a ton. Uh, I've I've still played, you know, popped in for an hour or two here and there. Um, I, I haven't really had a whole lot of the issues that you guys are describing. I'm playing solo on PS5. With um, and, and did they take the the ping system out or because i swore yeah. i saw somebody ping something in a game i played this morning they uh, took it out except there's a way to still ping but it's not actually pinging it like creates a permanent mark um yeah. it's like danger or something like that but i don't know how to do that you might oh, be okay. able to macro it on a controller but i think it's mostly pc players because i don't know if you caught what we said but there was like a game breaking bug where you can ping someone and if you died at the right time it would infinitely keep that person pinged so it broke oh. the game because what you know Potentially a couple people would have infinite UAV ping marks over their head at all times. Um, but go ahead, Dave. Yeah, no, um, it's I, I'm enjoying it. I'm, my feelings haven't changed too much with it. Um, I think the thing I'm loving most about this game uh, so far are the maps. I don't know yeah. why. I just all of them feel great, except for. I feel like there's a little bit too much. Um, there are too many areas that I feel are conducive to sniping, which is just part of any game like this. And that's just an opinion thing. But um, yeah, I, I think I'm slowly getting better. I, I'm still having a hard time, like just coming home from a hard day's work and like popping into a couple matches because it's hard to unwind with a game like this when... <laughs> you're getting 360 no scope by like Twitch streamers and beaten to death with riot shields by eight year olds who claim to have fucked my mom and all this stuff. So <laughs> it's just, but it's, and it's feeling better. I mean, um, can you prove they didn't <laughs> with the riot shield? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, not really. But uh, no, I, I don't really have anything more to add, yeah. but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I bought it. It's, 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 I'm going to have fun with it over the next year or so. So yeah. dude, have you tried invasion? I haven't no, and I've, I've you guys have talked a lot about this, and I've heard quite a bit on Twitch and and people talking about it online. So uh, I need to, I really do. Give um, it a shot. 
Yeah. Only because I don't want to say it's more relaxing because it's obviously still Call of Duty, but the fact that there are other things to shoot at other than the sweatiest people you know. I think that was a movie from the 90s. <laughs> um, uh, there are bots and they're dumb as fuck. I don't really care if they have new movement and that they should. They're, they're, they're stupid. And so give it a go, man. I'm telling you. And, you know, even, you know, someone can bitch about it being bots, whatever. It's been a good warm up. I hop into an invasion or two, sit on top of a building, and there's always people. Ground War has this awful problem where it's, and so did Battlefield. It seems like you're running everywhere the entire fucking match. If you just head into a major city and invasion, you will find people and probably a third or a fourth or half of them will be bots. And it feels good. I don't really care what anybody says about the bots. I'm happy to kill bots occasionally, especially if it's going to give me the full amount for a normal person kill, which is the The best, which is the best part of it. Yeah. The other thing, I, yeah, Dave, with you being such a big battlefield guy in the past, I think you would you would really like invasion. Yeah, I and the other thing, this is going to be kind of contrary to what I just said, but I am really interested in what DMZ is going to turn out to be. I've never been a big Warzone guy. I'm going to check it out. I'm looking forward to playing with you guys. Um, but I think Call of Duty has a really unique opportunity here. I think um, games like Tarkov have kind of carved out. A, quite a bit of interest in this survival sort of subgenre. Uh, we all know that you know battle royale was at one point just a subgenre, and now it's exploded. But the thing is, is Tarkov is such a hardcore game, and I think Call of Duty has a really good opportunity here to kind of deliver a similar experience, but in less of a hardcore environment. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited to check that out in uh, in just a couple of weeks. But um, yeah, I don't know. How, how are you guys feeling about DMZ? I'm fucking stoked. I've never played Tark- Tarkov. I've watched people play it. Um, and a large amount of information on the screen usually intimidates me. But Tarkov is like insane, yeah. man. Dude, watching people even scroll through their fucking inventory in Tarkov actually makes like <laughs> actually makes me want to explode. So, yeah. you know, I agree with Dave, a more accessible version of that similar gameplay and not exactly, right? Because I feel like Tarkov is very very sim like in many many ways as far as guns go. Like it's similar to Call of Duty, but really not at all. So, if we can bridge that gap slightly, I would love a more accessible way to play a similar game type. So, yeah, and I mean, that that's what Fortnite did with um with uh, PUBG in a way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, there's exactly. a lot of people who saw PUBG and said, this is a bit too much for me. And then Fortnite comes along and boom. So it, it could be a similar situation here. Yeah. I'm excited for it all. I just yeah. like, you know, I love Call of Duty. So I'm ready to play some Warzone, some DMZ, more multiplayer, all the works. Dave, you've also been rocking stone. Yeah, boys. The last week. Um, That's for Carl. Yeah, for Carl. <laughs> I did it for Carl. Um, we've talked about this game before. I accidentally mentioned it um, already in this uh, episode, but I've also been playing Deep Rock Galactic again. Um, please play this game. Um, it's, it's so good. It's so much fun. It's so easy to jump into a game with three people you don't know or one or two people that you do know. Um, you can play a mission for 20 minutes or an hour. Uh, there's so much stuff to do. It's it's just stupid fun. Um, it can get complex. It can get hectic. But it's just it's I don't know. There's so much love in this game, and I I just really really like it. Um, 
Season three is already out on Steam. Uh, it launched just the last week, and it's coming out on console November seventeenth. Um, so yeah, I, I can't. I, I don't want to go too much into this, but I love this game, and I I want to play it for a long, long time. But it's so much fun. It's. Yeah. I, I hope you guys check it back out soon. But dude, uh, I've yeah. I've never deleted it. Good. So, Good. Let me know. You know, I obviously am playing Duty, but I don't know. I I have been seeing stuff around around some of my feeds. I don't know if it's just because I'm viewing it, so it's popping up more, but yeah. kind of miss it a little bit. It is fun. Those freaking rail missions where you have to like rail up all of the juice to your thing and you could ride the rail back to your yeah. to your main hub. It's just so cool. Um, and it's got character, I feel like, more than anything. I mean, obviously the art style is gorgeous and the classes are really cool, but... Um, and the dancing while drunk thing well, is dude, really The fun. dancing while drunk and the just... I. There has been very few catchphrases that I don't find corny or something in the middle of a game, but I will never be tired of Rock and Stone. I don't think. I, um, I I play with Stranger. Like every match I play, I and there's always people playing. And this game's been out for quite a while, so I mean it's got a healthy player base. But yeah. I never do voice, um, and I don't have to because if I want to acknowledge somebody, you get a laser pointer in game. But ninety percent of the communication I do is just the rock and stone. Or, rock and stone. If you ain't rock and stone, you ain't you going ain't home. home. That's right. <laughs> For Carl, oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. The only I think is that that's all you had, Dave. Or what you uh, I did. Um, we talked about the PlayStation Plus games of the month last week. Uh, I checked out a Lego Harry Potter. Oh. Uh, I played one mission, and that's all it took for me to decide that I didn't want to play this game anymore. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if if because of the nature of Harry Potter, um, you know, they made the decision to make it an easier. And I know Lego games are always easy, but I, I don't think this game has any combat or very little combat. Um, so it's literally just walking around like Harry Potter themed areas um, in like the order that you did in the movie or that uh, things played out in the movie, gotcha. uh, collecting and doing very light puzzle solving. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really stick with it too long. But I yeah. mean, if, if if you like Lego games, it's worth checking out is free right now. But uh, I, I probably won't spend much time with it at all but yeah that's the only other thing i've been playing the only other thing besides call of duty i've been playing is uh a game called marvel snap oh dude yeah so i actually the day this game came out i downloaded it i've been playing it since but i didn't mention it last week and i don't remember why uh but it's not a game i've played a ton of i mean i've played it every day but it's like matches can take anywhere from like three to ten minutes probably at most and sometimes I'll just play one or two and sometimes I'll sit for like half an hour and play. But it's a card game. I love card games. I played a lot of Hearthstone back in the day. And I think this game is available not only on mobile, but I think it is available on PC. But I haven't checked it out yet on PC. But basically, it's it's all Marvel characters. You get cards and uh, you can level them up so they look different. And your decks are like, I think, 12 cards. 10 or 12 cards. I should probably know that, but I don't. And basically the gist of the game is you go in and you have, there's three locations on the board and you try to get the most points at at least two of the locations. Whoever has the highest at two locations wins the match. And all the cards have different abilities. It's just like almost any other card game out there. Uh, but because of the IP attached to it, it makes it more interesting and fun. I think if you're a Marvel fan or a superhero fan at all. And so uh, I've been playing a lot of it and I have not once been asked to buy anything. 
There are microtransactions in the games. You have to go into a specific menu to find them. I never get reminders that I could buy stuff. One t- on one screen that you have to go to semi-periodically to claim rewards, it says like, you know, there's a thing that says buy this pack for $10. That's about it. And I just, I want to keep playing it because of that. And it's- I think, honestly... This is the kind of game that if I was going to spend money on a mobile game, which I'm probably not, that I would spend money on because it's not constantly sending me notifications. It's not timing me out for, you know, 10 hours because I got to upgrade my card unless I spend these premium currency or something like that. Like, it's just, it's just leaving me alone. And if I want to go spend the premium currency, I can. But if I don't, it never once tells me I need to. You mean it doesn't show you ads in the middle of turns? It doesn't show me ads in the middle of turns. It doesn't like it, it's a it's basically a full fledged game. Dude. It's, it's a full fledged card game with the option for microtransactions, but it doesn't beat you over that. Now I'm you know, I've played a lot. I've played I'm I'm uh, decently high rank for as much as I've played as well, and I have a very simple deck that. Like you look at all the deck building guides out there and I'm like, I don't do any of this. And I win almost every match I play and I'm not playing against bots. I can, there is a difference. There are sometimes you play against bots if they can't find you a match fast enough, but there's a lot of people playing and I can tell they're real people because you can tell the difference between bots and real people. And I'm winning a lot of matches and I've burned through a bunch of currency uh, that the game gives you for free or by winning games and stuff. And then I just, it doesn't tell me you could buy more of this right. for nine ninety nine or whatever. Do you? It's sn- just there. It is like you earn it again later. Do you snap almost every match? Um, only if I'm confident. So but you're I'm not, usually pretty confident early on. Yeah, you're not taking pictures of Marvel characters. When my wife asked me what I was playing, she was like, "What are you playing?" I was like, "Marvel Snap." She's like, "Is that like Pokemon Snap?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes," but it's it, not. It's exact. <laughs> that would be cool though, maybe. And then my son, who is really in the Spider-Man, was like, is it like Peter Parker taking pictures of Spider-Man? And I was like, no, now I've started something I can. not But no, I'm just I'm enjoying it. It's certainly not I'm not going to sit there like if I have something else to do, I'm not going to or if I could be playing on my PlayStation or my Xbox or my PC, I'm not going to play this over that. But like going to bed, got 10 minutes to burn before I ready to actually lay down, play a game or two. Uh, whatever you know like stuff like that right, right. isn't so. um midnight suns like another big budget marvel card game that's coming out i uh, think there are cards in it but it's more of a, an xcom style game than it is oh, a card okay. game. yeah okay. i think there is there are cards in it but it does not exclusively use cards to play right right <sighs> okay yeah that game looks so weird to me yeah anyway yeah i'm excited for it but i don't that one, I don't usually care about reviews if I'm sold on a game. That is one of those that I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to wait for the reviews yeah. for sure. I just don't know how so many superhero IPs can be so bad when the yeah. good ones are so good. Like, yeah, I know. Like, I don't know. It's just like, it seems like it's one or the other. You said it in your question. Yeah. Superhero IPs. Yeah. That's all. Nothing will ever be as bad as Superman 64, except for maybe another superman game spider-man and miles has no right to be as good as it is yeah that's very true and with that we're out that's it thanks for listening if i didn't tell you already which i don't think i did this episode we have a patreon you can go and help support us over there for as little as a dollar a month it's over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom you can help support the show get ad free early access dollar a dollar a month you get you get everything you want like the highest just do it and then also we have a discord it's free for anybody who wants to join it handsomefandom.com slash discord we'll meet you there we'll talk about weird stuff and make fun of uh, Canadians yeah tell us how excited you are for AEW 
Yeah, for sure. We want to know. <laughs> I think that's it. Have a good week. We'll see you next time. The HP Podcast is brought to you by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Thanks to our producers, Grabalicious, Christian Snow, Rainick, Chris Bylock, Derek O, Nuke Dukum, Brian Parrott, Htrons, Maurice Bays, Passive Pixels, Edwin Castillo, Boots, Poot, Jared, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Wormhat. <laughs>